Daniel chapter 3. And I will also take you to Daniel chapter 6. Two chapters that the Lord brought. And I know God will speak from both. Uh, We will see how the Lord will um, speak to us from both the chapters. What God is going to speak to us, we will hear. Daniel chapter 3 first, we'll go there. And I will read. I'm not going to read the entire chapter. You can read it on your own. I highly recommend you, um, recommend that you read this chapter on your own. Take some time and meditate on this chapter. It's a very important chapter. Um, I want you to uh, also listen to the previous recordings that were given on this very same chapter, chapter 3 and chapter 6. Both the chapters, please listen to those messages. It will be a great blessing to you. So now I'm going to take you to verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Verse 17. If that is the case, a God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. And read 16, 17, and 18 again. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Praise be to God. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego were three people, three young people who served God and God only. Under God, they served this king. They worshipped God with all their hearts, mind, soul, and strength. Now, they were in Babylon in a place where there was uh, this threat to their souls, to their bodies, to their everything, to their very life, that they were going to be killed in a very, very cruel way if they choose to not bow down to worshipping the devil, basically, through this king. They didn't have the freedom to worship God. They were worshipping God. Satan said, you are here in Babylon. You are a threat here. If you bring God here to this place, that means you're bringing God's kingdom here. That means God's kingdom is going to be established. And if God's kingdom is going to be established here, that means I have to be out of here. So if I have to be out of here, then I can't bring my kingdom here. So I'm going to get you out of here. Anytime you do God's work and you are on God's business, Satan will fight against you. He'll say, Oh, so you are doing this here. What? Look what I'm going to do. I am going to bring an end to you. You call those threats. These are real threats, but before God, these threats are challenges that God takes very seriously and he makes sure he shows his power before the enemy. You look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
didn't have the freedom to worship God. Suddenly, already they are in a foreign land, or, or already they are exiles there, or already they are in a place where they are slaves, but God has given this privilege, but God has blessed them, and they have been in prominent places. But still, they are not free people. Within that, the very thing that brought them to the top there, which is the religious freedom in God, is being taken away from them. All of a sudden, this worship is being taken away from them. All of a sudden, this God is going to be robbed away from them. Who is going to rob God out of their lives? Satan. If I can't take God out of you, I'll take you out of here. That was Satan's threat. Let me see. And Satan thought, hmm, just like with Joseph, if I can threaten and make them bow down to me, then they have lost their call. God can't use them if they start worshipping me. So let me do it by force. Jesus said this in the parable of the soul and the seed. The cares of the world of the deceitfulness of riches. Satan will bring pressure or he'll try to bring pleasure. In one of these ways he will use and through one of these avenues he will try to bring a person down. The person has not given themselves fully over to God. Now for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego God was their everything. Nobody was telling them, hey, you need to do this. If you don't do this, you're going to bring a, you know, reproach to our family and you guys are your Jewish guys and you can't do this and no mommy, no daddy. Nobody was monitoring them and telling them, you better do this. No. In their heart of hearts, they knew that this is who we are. This is our God and we will not bow down to this graven image. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Do you have a conviction? In your heart, are you a person who has any kind of conviction? Are you a person who lives by your conviction? And is that conviction coming from the Holy Spirit? Do you have the character to live by the conviction? Which means, when you know something is right, do you have the character to stand by it and say, I will not bow down to anything that goes against it? Not times people have big desires. They want big healings. They want to see God. They want to hear from God. And that time they want to hear like Pastor Kerber and see like Pastor Kerber and, and preach like Pastor Kerber, heal like Pastor Kerber and play the guitar like Pastor Kerber and sing like Pastor Kerber. And I, I hear that many, many times. And it's very grieving to see that the Character that is needed to receive from God is not there. Having what it takes to becoming what God wants the person to become is not there. In the meantime, the people look for shortcuts. Somehow put your hand on my head and somehow, you know, give this to me and somehow get me here, then I will go do my own thing. Uh, what's that own thing? Serve Lucifer. It doesn't work that way here. No. It doesn't work that way in the kingdom of God. 
He who comes to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But loyalty to God is very important. Living with that conviction, having that conviction and living by that conviction is very important. Very important. These men were men of characters. Their faith was pure gold. These people were people who said, we know that this God will deliver us. He's our God. He will deliver us. But for some reason, he says, I have a better plan for you. You come home. He says, we'll go there, but we will not bow down to you. Do you have that character? Do you have that character? If you worship to the living God is touched, what will you do? Will you say that, well, I don't want to lose my job. Well, I don't want to feed my husband. Well, I don't have pet children. Oh, well, I don't want to do this. Well, you know, I'll somehow modify it. You know, there are some people who say, well, I will stand in front of the idols. And I will bow down, but while I'm bowing down, I will say in my heart that I'm not bowing down to you. I'm bowing down to God and I will do that. And Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego didn't do that. They were real men of God. They didn't just call themselves to be men of God, but they were real men of God. They were not just glittering something that calls itself as gold. They were real gold. But if not, let it be known to you, O king. You are such a big king. But I have news for you. You call that the boldness that comes from the spirit of God. The righteous are as bold as the lion, the Bible says. There were not people who were saying, please, 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 spare me, please. This is my religion, please. This is my God, please. And, and I'll do whatever you want. Just give me this one chance. No, 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 no. They knew who they were. They were filled with the spirit of God. They said, let it be known to you, okay? We want to make it clear that we will not serve your God, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Know this for sure. We will not bow down to you. We will not bow down to that golden image. We'll only bow down to the living God. He is able to deliver us. Look at the faith. Look at the faith. Two things stand out here. The faith that these men had and their faithfulness to God. In this month of February, have this in your heart and say, God, I need to have the faith and the faithfulness of these two men. Faith and the faithfulness of these three men. Faith and the faithfulness of these three men. I meant two qualities of these three men. Faith and faithfulness of these three men of God. God is speaking to our hearts today. These people, when they were put in that corner where they were not allowed to worship the living God, not only that, they were forced to worship Satan. They looked at the king through whom the enemy was working. In a very respectful way, they said, O king, you're a king, but he's my God. I will not bow down to you. What is it that is demanding your attention today? What is it that is calling out to you frequently? Is it a human being? Is it a device? What is it that is taking your time 
away from. Your devotion that is due to God. Your worship that is due to the living God. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it that is demanding your attention more than your worship to God? Be faithful to God. Have faith in God. They said, God will. Look at that. Seven times harder. Sternness. In the midst of all of that, they have the faith that if they are thrown in that, this is like defying every human logic. You know every human principle, earthly principle, principle that operates in this world. Fire, you throw something into the fire. It's going to be burned down to ashes. This is what it's supposed to be. But they have this walk with God. They have this faith that when I go into that, I can come out alive. I will come out without any damage. Such faith. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? It came from the relationship with God. I encourage you today. Throughout this month of February, say, Lord, I want to have such a relationship with you. Like these men of God. In the midst of everything, they had this tight bond with God. Nothing was able to pull them away from that relationship with God. Not even death. Not even death. No one was able to pull them away from God. No one. Satan was not able to rob that which God had for them. He was not able to rob that relationship with God. He was not able to rob their life. He was not able to rob their soul. God is speaking at this hour. Don't let anything and anyone take your soul away from God. Take your relationship with God. Don't let any material things take your worship from God, your time from God, your devotion to God. When you are firm, you know what will happen? There's a promise, there's a prophecy God is giving this hour. When you are faithful to God and when you are firm in what you should be firm on, which is your devotion to God, and be respectful in a way that you should to those who are around you, but not compromise. God says, by your faith, you will not only possess your own soul, but you will bring others to Jesus Christ. God will give you that freedom. The restriction that is there now, it will be taken away. The restriction that is there now will be removed. Not only will the restriction be removed, but God will put you in a place where God will use you to bring many people to Jesus Christ. But it's very important for you to make this commitment here, which is, I will not bow down to the very thing that is demanding its attention from me, trying to take me away from my devotion to God. Now, we see here, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He was, became like a demon-possessed man. He got angry. He said, I told you to bow down before that I'm the king and you are saying no to me in front of all these people. Look what I'm going to do to you. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. So now it's even far worse. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Where is their God? 
Someone can ask, oh, they're so faithful. Imagine how it would have been. These are men of God. People who walked with God, friends of God. Their hands are bound, their feet are bound. But God is standing and watching. He's standing and watching what these people, these unworthy people are doing to these saints of God. Think about that. God allowed that to happen. Their hands were bound, their feet were bound, and they were thrown, bound in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Imagine how they would have been there. The people were bold as a lion. They said, we're going in. By faith, God is going to do something. If he doesn't do it, he has something better. They're trusting God. Look at the faith, the faith that they had in the Almighty God was so strong, nothing could alter that. So when they were being bound, now these men were, they're expecting God to do something or for God to give them something better. Because they knew this God is the real God. We talk to him every day, we know who he is. He will deliver us from this, if not, and if he has something better than we will go for that because his will is the best for our lives. These are people who have given their lives to God Almighty. Literally gave their lives to God Almighty. So, these three men, once they were thrown there in the fire, these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose and ha- rose in haste and spoke saying to his counselors, do we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? And said, true, okay. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth one, the form of the fourth one is like the son of God. Who saw this? The king saw this. Who saw this? The people who are with the king saw this. Because of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego's uncompromising life. Because of their determination to worship God and God alone. That they did not let go. Even in the midst of that situation. The king was able to see the glory of God. The people who were with him were able to see the glory of God. Who? His enemies. Their enemies. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego's enemies were able to see the power of God displayed before them. Who were the instruments for that? These three Hebrew men. In your life, when you stand your ground, you stand firm for the truth. You give the truth and love to the people, but you don't compromise. It's a prophecy God is giving at this hour. Those around you, the very same people who resisted you will see the glory of God through your life. They'll be drawn to the Savior. But if you compromise, you'll lose yourself and your hearers. If you don't compromise, if you stand your ground, trusting God, that God will show forth His glory, He will show forth His glory. Yes, in the month of February, when you stand your ground, Trusting in the living God. God will do something big. God will do something big. Yes, fiery furnace is real. 
the heat is real. He heated seven times is real. But through all of it, the Son of God who comes in the middle of that, the people witnessing the power of God in the middle of that is even more real. These people fell, they fell bound, first of all, to fall in the fiery furnace and to be in one piece is a miracle. To be fallen and to be bound there in the midst of the fiery furnace, that's another miracle. But then, just the chains were gone. They were walking. That's another miracle. Then you see the fourth person there. Only three we put in fourth one. Looks different than the three. Looks like the Son of God. Brightness to him. Jesus was there in the midst of it. Another miracle. Now these three men, they were already walking with God. They got a unique experience there with Jesus walking with them. That's a very separate, special, intimate relationship that the world does not know of and it's not recorded in the Bible. What? Jesus spoke with them in the midst of the furnace and how they felt and how they were preserved and what are all the experiences they got. It's between them and God. It's a secret for eternity. Those are special experiences God gives to people who walk with him, who go through the fire. God gives those and those are locked up treasures. It's only between them. It's an intimate relationship. It's reserved only for them and God in the midst of the fire. But you know, from there comes out something, what others will say. Not all the intimate things that happen there. But from outside, they see the glory. Outside, they see the power. Outside, they see the wonder. Outside, they see the miracle. And they all come to know the living God. You know, as a result of that, what happened? The freedom that was taken away was given back to them in a great measure. Even better than what they had before. Now, everybody has to worship the God of these people. The door for ministry became much wider than before. Now, there's this advancement of the kingdom of heaven that's taking place on a large scale, which did not happen before. That's what happens when God allows the enemy to touch you, it is because he's going to extract something big from the enemy. God gives you something very special during that time. And God causes the people to see the glory of God because of that, from that time. And there's an expansion that comes from God Almighty for the ministry that God gives. Where more is being accomplished now within the time that God has given, more is being accomplished, more than ever before. But heaven aids the work of God. God stands by his people, not only in the furnace. The one who was outside with them in the furnace is inside with them, not only inside with them, but now it's outside with them to accomplish big things for God Almighty. This is what God will do for all those who are faithful to him and have faith in him. God will do mighty things. I'm going to take you to chapter 6 now, very quickly. Daniel chapter 6. We will go to verse 16. 
So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you continue, the God, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Verse 16, I'm going to read again. So the king gave the command that they brought Daniel, and they brought, I'm going to read one more time. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Now, in the previous text, chapter 3, we saw how these three Hebrew men told the king, so this is a different king, told him that um, the God whom we serve, he will deliver us. He will deliver us. Their faith in God and their faithfulness to God. Now you see here, there's a different king. And with King Darius, you see, Daniel had a very good relationship with him. Daniel's faith had such an impact on Darius. And King Darius was tricked by Daniel's enemies to pass this law, which he cannot um, take back. He's seeing this tragedy happening right in front of him, which he never thought would happen. That his friend, Daniel, is not being thrown into the lion's den because he was loyal to his God. Daniel's faith and his faithfulness had such an impact in this king's life. The king is standing in front of the lion's den and he's saying, your God whom you serve continually, he will save you. He will deliver you, Daniel. Daniel's faith and his faithfulness had an impact. And King Darius. And the king is saying that in front of the den. Obviously, Daniel has said that to him. My God will deliver me. I will pray to my God. I'll be faithful to my God. And Darius is saying that back to Daniel. Your God whom you continually serve. This king was able to witness two things in Daniel. Daniel's faith and Daniel's faithfulness to God. He was able to witness this continual worship and service to God by Daniel. He saw his faith. He saw his faithfulness. And he was able to stand there as a witness to Daniel's faith and faithfulness in front of the lion's den and say this. Daniel, you continually serve God. So faithful. Daniel, your God is so powerful. I know that. I know that. He will deliver you. He will deliver you. Question here is, people around you, are they able to witness your faithfulness to God? Are they able to witness your faith in God? Not just a lot of talking. But your personal life, your family life, wherever you go, 
Are people able to see your faithfulness to God? Uncompromising life. Are they able to see your faith in God? Are they able to say like Darius? You God whom you serve continually. We will deliver you. We see your faith. We see your faithfulness. We see the power of God in you. We know that he can. We know that he can. Darius knew that God was able to. Those around you, are they able to give a witness to your faithfulness and your faith in God? Have your faith grown in Christ as a result of your faithfulness and faith in Christ? Are they able to say that? Your God whom you serve continually, he's able to do this for you. Is your life impacted those around you in a significant way that their faith has become so strong that even in the face of adversity, that because of your faith in God, that their faith is so strong that the enemy cannot shake their faith that they have in the living God? Are you being someone who's the cause of someone else's faith in Christ and not the downfall? God is speaking to our hearts today. Look at Daniel's faith. Look at Daniel's faithfulness. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had their faith in God and they were able to stand in the midst of adversity and say, my God will deliver me. My God will deliver me. We will not bow down to you, okay? We will not bow down to your golden image, okay? God will deliver. If he has a better way, we'll take it. Whatever it is, we will follow him and we will not bow down to you. We will bow down to him only by their life, by their faith and faithfulness. They brought God into their land. They brought God into the lives of the king and the people there. And you see Daniel here. By his faith and faithfulness to God, he was able to bring God to the king. And in the midst of adversity, Daniel's faith and faithfulness in God not only delivered Daniel out, but actually caused Darius' faith to shine so bright. It just shows the work of God through Daniel in Darius. How is your faith? Is it affecting others in a positive way? When they see your life, they say, I know your God is able. Have they witnessed the power of God in your life? Have they seen the living Christ in your life? Are they seeing your faithfulness to God, your uncompromising life? If so, their faith also will become like your faith in God. If you have unwavering faith. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. And no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. Is it very different? He is so different in a good way. Different than the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ when Jesus was taken to be crucified. 
These guys all got sorrowful and Jesus wanted them to pray and they all fell asleep. But this king was up all night. He was fasting and he was up all night. He was waiting. Very different from the disciples who were with Jesus. It's not that Jesus didn't do a proper job, no. No. You can be a person who is right next to Jesus. Hearing about all the healings and deliverances and all that God is doing. And be just like the rest of the disciples. Who just deserted Jesus. Ran away. Because that me, myself and I was never dealt with. But you look at one disciple, John, and you look at a bunch of women who are there at the foot of the cross. We're still having conversations with Jesus Christ. What a difference. What a difference from the rest of the crowd. From the rest of the disciples themselves. Oh, I'm close to Jesus. I'm with Jesus. I was there when he went into Jairus' house. Where is that Peter? Now, the one who said, I will never deny him. What happened? Where is the Peter? Many Christians are like that. Here you see a man of character. Faith of Darius, the king. A heathen king. Who's influenced by Daniel. Who's up all night. He had faith in God. The God of Daniel. He wasn't sleeping. He was fasting. And then early in the morning, the king arose, verse 19, and went in haste to the den of lions. Unless you're expecting to see what you're believing, you're not even going to go there. Look at the disciples over there. Look at Thomas over there. This is when Jesus told so many times, I'll be, I'll be crucified on third day. I'll rise again. How many times he talked about his death and suffering? That all of that, these guys were shut in and they were sitting inside. And even when Jesus appeared, once Thomas said, I won't even believe that until I see it. But this heathen king, look at him. Look at him. This is why Jesus Christ, many times he brings heathen people and he shows to his own people. See, look at their faith. Look at the centurion. Look at this Syrophoenician woman. Look at the widow of Zarephath. Look at Naaman. Look at all these people. And look at you. Having so many things in front of you. Such great witnesses. Still locked up inside. And crying over your own self. Look at Darius. All night. All night. He was up fasting. With such faith that I will see Daniel. And he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Unless you expect to hear a voice back, after you know that you are throwing someone in to hungry lions, you will not be able to stand there and shout like a madman to a lion's den. No. He was expecting a response back. Because he was believing that the Lord God of heaven and earth, whom Daniel served continually, will save him. What great faith he had. God honored that faith. Now why? Daniel's faith was so great. 
But faith is top the mouth of the lions. And that faith was imported into this man too. See, you can pour water, but pour water on someone, but if they're not like a sponge to take it in, they're like a rock, it'll go. So it's not, there's not, it's not a problem with the person who is pouring water. It's the material in itself. As opposed to the disciples that Jesus watered and the women who were there whom Jesus watered. And John the Apostle, Jesus watered. You saw a bunch of people who actually soaked it in and were standing in front of the cross there. And you see King Darius is one of those. He soaked it in. And he was there in front of the lion's stand saying, Daniel! Oh, Daniel! He was expecting Daniel's voice. Servant of the living God. Oh, for a heathen king to know that this God is a living God. Every time Daniel was with the king, very clearly he has taught him, shown him, displayed the living God to him. There's a big testimony for those who are working in secular realm. Don't keep Jesus away. Don't sell him for your 30 pieces of silver. Don't keep Jesus away from the people whom Jesus died for. Don't keep Jesus away. Don't say that oh, I want to save my skin and I want to save my job and I want to save my two cents and three cents, whatever cents you're getting. Don't labor for the meat that perisheth wherever God places you. Make sure by your testimony, how you live, save those who are around you. Don't be a bad example. Don't be someone who will sit with others and gossip about other people's husbands or other people's wives or other people's kids or other staff members. Don't take part in sinful things. You ruined your testimony at that point. Well, you can be a sick person and then try to save others who are sick. Daniel was not like that. Daniel was not a hypocrite. Daniel was a clear channel, a clear vehicle where the favor of God went with him. Where he had this impact, strong impact, God's impact, godly impact at his workplace where the king was so impacted by Daniel in that heathen environment the king became a firm believer of the living God before even Daniel came out of the lion's den. The strong work of God that had taken place in Darius through Daniel. Is it possible for you to live such a life at your workplace where your life is a living witness to those around you? There are some people who throw Bible verses everywhere, their workplaces, but live a bad testimony. Nobody wants to even see their faces. So don't be such a one. Constantly moody and snappy and me, myself, and I, and irritable. Nobody wants to hear anything from such a person. Constantly complaining. But when you have Christ, the real Christ inside of you, you have a joy of the Lord that is there. When you go there, after spending time with God in His presence, you carry God with you. That's the secret of Daniel's ministry. He was in the presence of God. So much. Every time he went to work, he took God with him. When he took God with him, God went and did mighty things there and everybody knew his living God. He never said, oh, I'm not going to say anything here. I'm just going to be just like the rest of the people because uh, I don't lose my job. And by the way, I'm a stranger here and I can get executed. And I'm a... He was someone who did not fear his life. 
Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were people who did not, did not save their lives. That means they didn't work to preserve their lives because they did not. They actually gained their lives and the lives of those around them. It's a promise God is giving to you. Be someone who will be a living witness first. That's the first thing. Your life, that means you do your job really well. You're a good witness everywhere. You don't steal at your workplace. You don't lie at your workplace. You don't cut corners there and you don't sit lazy and do other things during your work time. Waste your time and get a bad reputation and then go say, I want to share my testimony. No. That's a bad name for God. Make sure that your work is in good shape and the best quality because you're representing God wherever you go. Whatever you do, make sure it reflects God. You're God. You're living God. And then God will give you opportunities. After you've spent time with God, don't you try to go and do any ministry without spending proper time with God. Spend the time with God. If you are a light, those around you will be able to see that light. If you are not a light, then they won't be able to see. God is speaking at this hour. This month of February. So I'm going to be like Daniel. I'm going to spend time with God. I should be someone who will continually serve God. I should be someone who has faith in God and faithfulness to God. Those around me, whether it's your manager, whether it's your boss, whether it's your co-worker, whether it's your husband, your wife, your colleague, your subordinate, whoever it is, your children, your niece, your nephew, whoever it is, all around you, you have so many people in your family and outside your family, in your world. May they see that you continually serve God. May their faith be changed forever because of your faith in God and your faithfulness to God. In this month of February, so I'm not going to carry a dead religion with me. Dead weight is no good. It's a burden. There are people who carry dead weight. Dead weights and then they say, I'm trying to say about Jesus and it's not working. I'm trying to do this and it's always a big burden. You carry dead weights and that's how it'll be. You have this living life that is inside of you. You'll float. You won't sink. You'll be able to cross over easily. You'll be able to fly over easily. Because the Spirit of God will carry you. God will give you that favor you need to win souls to Jesus Christ. God will cause you to be someone who can impart your faith to others because you have the real thing inside of you. This month, make this your main thing. If you want to be a person of real faith, be a person of faithfulness to God. It begins at home in your personal life. You need to serve God continually. You need to have that faith in Him. You need to have that. You can't give what you don't have. You need to have that. And as you have that, you'll be someone like Daniel. No matter what happens, even those around you will have the faith that God will bring you out of this. And you'll be able to show not only them, the rest of the world. Yes, my God did. Yes, my God did.
Yes, my God, Dad, you cannot be a giver of life unless you possess one. You cannot be a giver of life unless you possess what it takes to give to be a giver. In order for that to happen, you need to be someone who continually serves God. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel were people who served God day and night. They had this holy boldness that was inside of them. And this love for God, this faith in God, this faithfulness to God, this humility that was in there, this favor of God that went before them, all came because they were in the presence of God. As we close our eyes and look to the Lord this night, I want you to make a resolve within yourself. Between you and God, in this month of February, on the first day, tell God, Lord, I want to live differently. I want to live like Daniel. I want to live like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't want to waste another day, another opportunity. I want to spend time with you. I want to serve you continually with my life. Whatever I'm doing, Lord, I want it to be a sweet aroma to you. So I'm going to give myself over to you so that you can do a thorough work in me. Clean me through and through. Tell the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Tell God. This month of February, let your life flow through me so that it can flow out of me to others. Let the heathen see that you're the living God. Let them see the fourth man walking with you. Let people like King Darius see the God you serve is the living God. May their faith be strengthened to believing in the true God. When you continually serve God, when you continually serve God, God will guarantee your prosperity. God will guarantee your prosperity. God will guarantee your prosperity. Your prosperity will come from the hand of the living God. Because the more you prosper, the more you can do for God. In order for that to happen, your soul must prosper. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is a place of serving the living God. Serving without striving. Serving from a place of rest. God wants you to learn what it means and how to do it. From a place of rest in the Spirit of God. For the Spirit of God works through you. For you continually being yielded to God Almighty. Hallelujah. This month of February, be determined to serve God more than ever before. Serving God is not just running around. You serve Him with your body. You serve Him with your worship. You serve Him with your words. You serve Him with your mind. 
then from there, you do what he calls you to do. Thank you, Jesus. Let your light so shine. Hallelujah. Work on becoming a brighter light. Work on becoming a brighter light. Hallelujah. Don't be sitting as a flickering dim candle and be happy, content with it. Don't do that. Let me burn brighter for you, Lord. Tell the Lord. And do what you have to do. Hallelujah. 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 Father, thank you, Lord, for this word that you gave this night. You're such a faithful father. Lord, thank you for bringing us into into this month of February. Thank you, Lord. Though the enemy fought so hard, during the delivery of the message, you shut him down every single time. And you caused this word to be given to your people. Thank you, Father. Now I pray that the word that has been delivered to your people, may this word be treasured by your people. So may they not lose it. May they, may they not let it go. Lord, may they hold it dear to their hearts. Meditate upon it. And prosper by it. As a servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with this blessing. That you alone can bless them with. That their faith and their faithfulness to you may become like that of Daniel's and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's. That many may be brought out of darkness to light. That they may be able to successfully Bring you to them. And them to you. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. 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 Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for precious word. Thank you, Lord. Faith and faithfulness, Lord, help us to lay hold of this. The people of faith, be loyal to you. Have faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for all your precious promises. Thank you for your Powerful word, Lord, the Spirit of God, anointing of God to penetrate into our hearts. That this month will be glorious and victorious, Lord, as we shine brighter for the living God, beginning in our hearts. Thank you, we praise you. Bless your people, I pray. Continually this month. In Jesus' precious name, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Giving grace upon grace. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. In the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen.